Ah, rise and shine, sleepyheads. It's time for Morningwood with your friend Dickie. Coming to you live from Buzzcast World Headquarters in beautiful Burbank. Wow, look at the sun rising up over those wonderful Hollywood hills. The birds are chirping. It's going to be a fantastic day, guys. I know it is. I've got my coffee here, got a nice piece of toast, a nice jazz cigarette lined up. So I think, uh, you know, we're ready to start the show. Now, since this is the first episode of the show, you know, we want to ask the question, what is Morningwood? And uh, why should I care? Well, it's really quite simple. Uh, you know, we speak to a special guest every week about how they greet the day, their morning routine, all this kind of stuff, right? Uh, why care? Well, because podcasts are current, currently like the pinnacle of art right now. It's nothing else compares to them. It's uh, you know, it's it's just such a fantastic medium that uh, we felt that we were compelled to uh, to make this show. It's interesting. Uh, Thoreau once said of mornings, "Every morning is a cheerful invitation to make a life of equal simplicity and innocence with nature itself." You know, I find that quote quite moving. You know, the intrinsic connection of uh, man uh, to nature, right? Like it's it's. Kind of that foundational thing, right? Like our association with the world, and our connection uh, to uh, all things natural, right? So, uh, speaking of simplicity, let's welcome our very first guest on the show, your friend and colleague, the comedian, Mr. Chris Murphy. Chris, how are you doing on this fantastic day? Hey, uh, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Oh, that's fantastic! Thanks for uh, thanks for being the first guest on this. Uh, on this pilot, you know, we're making a pilot. Uh, it seems like a Buzzcast is very supportive of new shows, so it's. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if you got to see any of the uh, Buzz Tank uh, competitors there, but uh, it was quite the lineup. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> that was that was that. I mean, literally, what went on for a year. <laughs> yeah, you I know, didn't, I didn't listen to any of them. A good contest, a good time, a, a good contest doesn't uh, have any time limits or anything like that, right? Like, if it takes a year to figure out who uh, uh, who we want to have on the Buzzcast Network, then you know that's how long it takes, right? Um, this is—I don't think I think contests literally are about the time limit. Like, you <laughs> have until like such and such to turn everything in. Well, you know, people get busy and things happen, right? Like. President, uh, our President Franklin is very understanding of that, right? With the with the time constraints that we all have, right? Like, good things take time. That's 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 how it goes, right? They always do. What did they? Did the show win? Is that still going? Uh, I think. Does I, anyone know? I think I think that the Pepsi Boys may have won on a technicality, but uh, in my heart, uh, N Word Pass uh, was the winner. That was the most. Uh, exciting show in my opinion so this is like it's like an american idol when the winner fades into obscurity and then everyone re- remembers kelly clarkson or or did exactly. she win i can't remember I no, think one. She, no one knows <laughs> uh who was that uh person who like won like an oscar and like she she got kicked out like the fourth hmm uh I'm not sure. I'm not. Uh, I'm not big on the Oscars. I, I find uh, I don't really acknowledge the Academy myself. Yeah, personally. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I hope happens with N Word Pass. 
Did they get uh, cult, uh, like a cult following? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even a cult. I mean, that would be mainstream. The mainstream would would mm. follow them. Is that is that true? Has cult following has the definition changed now of cult? Well, no. That... The, the 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 comparison I was trying to make is that if you win an Oscar, I I think you're not a, in the cult following. I think that's pretty mainstream. And I think once you win an Oscar, you're basically allowed to do anything you want, right? Like yeah, like the Adrian Brody, the SNL thing. <laughs> Rasta. Rasta, yeah, the Rasta. Rasta Brody. I think he got the longest musical intro uh, allowance too, right? Like, I'm surprised that uh, Lorne didn't uh, didn't cut him off there because he, he went on for like, God, it's like a minute. Like, usually it's just like, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, fucking Nickelback or whatever, right? Like, but yeah, oh, it, it felt like forever, but I, I I wanted to go on even longer. But, but because he won an Oscar, he's allowed to do that. He's allowed to get as much airtime as, as he wants and uh, and uh, work with whomever he wants, whichever director he wants to work with, right? So. Yeah, Shane, Shane Black for Predators. Hmm, hmm yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're not here to talk about the Academy or Hollywood or anything like that. We're here to talk about mornings. And, you know, can you tell us a little bit about uh, maybe your morning routine? morning routine is an absolute just pile of dog shit it's it's never consistent it's always it's different oh it's just a complete hell <laughs> you wake up I, your your apartment's on fire <laughs> it, well uh, it, it, it might as well be it's just like i started working nine to five during the, the pandemic it's the first time i've ever done nine to five and, and i thought it'd be cool i thought it'd be good I would have plenty of free time. It's just absolute hell. I am not a morning person. Okay. All right. So we're getting that out of the way. So you're a big fan of the uh, snooze button there? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, my day is just much better if I can sleep in. And it didn't used to be that way. Well, I, I mean, uh, in your previous positions, were you working like night shifts or, or, or what was the what was the deal there? Uh, yeah, I, I spent like a... Th- Sorry, I spent a decade in the restaurant industry. So most of my work would be like at night. And in the past couple of years, I had gotten my work schedule where I was just working actually mornings, but it was just Saturday and Sunday mornings. So five days a week, I would just be on my own sleep schedule. And it was perfect. Oh, God, you were working the dreaded brunch shift, were you? Yeah, but I mean, dreaded, but... It allowed me to work just two days and pay for my apartment and all those things I needed, and it was amazing. And I had all the free time in the world. Wasn't there a story about you giving Lin Manuel Miranda the wrong ketchup or something? Like no. That? Oh, okay. So he came in in Chicago. He had there some like Hamilton festival or some bullshit, and he sits down at my table and he asks for. Yeah, or something. It was some like exhibit that he was in town for. And he sits down at my table and he's got this whole like group of people, they're all talking finances or whatever, I don't know. And he asked for ketchup. he asked for ketchup. You gotta uh, invest in this, you gotta invest in Enron Lynn. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I think they did say Enron. And um and he asked for ketchup. I don't know what we don't really have a lot of things in brunch that you could eat ketchup with. Maybe maybe it was with his eggs or something. I don't know. He's 
But I, I get him the ketchup, and this story is, is such a non-story, but I get him the ketchup, he gets up this big round table in the booth, and he's at the farther side, and so I can't reach him. So I, but I extend out the ketchup, I'm like, here you go, like, you know, expecting him to just grab it out of my hand. And he just stares at me for a couple seconds, and, and I have to reach over everyone, just like contort my body to where I could just gently place it as close as possible to him. And just ever since then, he just put a bad taste. It's like, just grab the ketchup out of my hand. You see I'm struggling. But was it a ramekin or a bottle? Like... It, was a, it was a ramekin. Uh, okay, so it was one of those fancy places, yeah. Yeah. Where they don't give you your own bottle of ketchup. <laughs> no, we did not have bottles of ketchup. Actually, I think we did switch to bottles. Because so many, so many people, so many people who wrote hit musicals were coming in and demanding the bottles of ketchup. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Sondheim was a real dick about his. Okay, well that makes sense. Like, I mean, Sondheim, he's 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 got the cred to be, uh, you know, to be a dick, right? Like, I mean. I don't think any amount of cred gives you the right to be a dick to service workers, but you know, Dickie, if you feel that way, that's okay. <laughs> I think, well, it's like the Oscar thing. Like we said earlier, once you get an Oscar, you're basically allowed to do whatever you want. Once you write at least like, I don't know, I'd say three, I'd say three hit plays. I mean, in that world, maybe I think in the real world, I, I don't think anyone cares. You know, if you, you can't just be like, if you're if you're in line the bus stop and like there's a clear you you can't be like oh, I'm Stephen Sondheim I'm getting on the bus first <laughs> and there's just some like old lady in, in a walker she's like oh of course I'm sorry oh boy well no I mean it uh, I but want in your to world, agree. you think you should be I want to, to agree that. with you but but in the in 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 the world in the capitalistic world that we live in. Uh, you know, it's it's that type of thing is rewarded, right? Like that's 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 how it goes. Like I might not like it, like I don't I don't appreciate it, but it's just the facts, right? Like, but that's how it is. That's human nature, is what you're saying. That's yeah. What Charles Darwin fought for. Once you get a certain level of fame and power, then you can kind of lord it over people and make them put the ketchup wherever you want, right? Like. That's what we're all striving for in this capitalistic society, to be able to uh, a power trip over people, everyone. Yeah. I guess I guess I should have respected his, that, that, the hierarchy, and, and, and knew I should have stretched over and gave him the ketchup without even thinking that he should get it himself. Exactly, exactly. So... Anyway, we're not here to talk about Lynn Manuel Miranda or any of that baloney. We're here to talk about mornings. What what do you uh, what's your preferred uh, morning drink? Do you like a coffee or a tea or a nice uh, shot of bourbon or what are you thinking? Um, I mean, it's just an absolute wreck. I, I'm I've been doing energy drinks. I I was off of them for a while. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back to doing them. And then is it a rain or is it a monster or which one are you going for? Um, I've, I've been doing Mountain Dew Rise. <laughs> that always reminds me of like that should be the Mountain Dew that, that is like a is for boners. <laughs> I mean, right? Why I don't they have a Mountain have a... Dew? Why do, why doesn't Blue Chew and Mountain Dew work together to 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 make a an energy drink that 
also has the properties of uh, boner power. I don't understand. So you're drinking and you would get a boner? Yeah, it would help you with your ED, your crippling ED. Uh, who? What? I don't. I don't know. I've never had a problem getting hard. <laughs> Everyone says that. Everyone says that. It's okay. This is a safe place, Chris. Um, I, I, I've always had a problem with getting hard in, in, like when I don't want to. I'm like, I, I just, I'm always able to get hard. That's oh, okay. So you want something that does the opposite? Yeah, I want a deep boner. <laughs> a deep boner. The anti boner. Um, yeah, my yeah, my problem is like I'm, you know, I'm not dating anyone. It's like I, if I could go like a week or two without getting hard, I'd be I'd be happy. But it's just like, well, yeah. I'm so maybe this is can tie back. So my morning routine is tough. Is I'm just home. I work from home, so I just mm. wake up and I'm home, mm. and I go to sleep, and I'm home, and I spend all day here. So it's kind of hard just get motivated. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that. The new work from home uh, lifestyle that any of us are living in now has uh, been quite challenging to uh, morning routines, right? Like, because people got used to getting up at a certain hour and driving like half an hour, hour, two hours to their job, right? So it was like you got into that, like, almost like methodical and like pre-planned and like people are like cooking their breakfast the night before and stuff like that so it's like you know getting ready for the next morning getting the routine going right so with this new work from home it does seem to have affected people's uh just their routines right so it's 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 kind of fascinating that uh that, uh times are changing so uh as bob dylan once said What did he say? Uh, uh, the, was... the, the, the times they are changing. Oh, I thought it was a hurricane. I thought you were talking about the hurricane song where he says the N word. <laughs> uh, n- no, what? Why would I? Why would that have been what I was talking about? Is that what <laughs> you want to talk about? That's the only Bob Dylan song I know. So yeah. What? Why is that the only Bob Dylan song you know? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um. Do you find yourself usually enjoying uh, a breakfast, or do you have time? Uh, I guess because you're working from home now, maybe maybe you have more time to eat something in the morning. Um, I, you know, I just don't get hungry until later. But I try to eat breakfast. I was like, like every now and then, I'll try, I'll try to do the overnight oats the night before, but it's a lot of prep. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty goopy stuff. It's goopy. Yeah, and it's just I I don't really enjoy it. And I've never been a breakfast person. I don't I don't eat eggs, and that seems to be a lot of what breakfast foods are is like around eggs or heavy carbs. And I just like I don't want any of that in the morning. What do you find distasteful about eggs? The fact that we're like eating another animal's like embryo or? Uh, no, I don't have any like the the like soul aspect of food. I don't ever think about. Okay. Yeah, I, they're just gross. I just don't find like the taste. I think that they're like rubbery, and and I I, I get kind of sick eating them too. So like I would eat them, but now I just get sick when I when I eat them. So I, I can't even physically stand them. 
Well, a bad egg is is very disgusting. That's for sure. Whenever you get one that's not cooked properly, uh, it can be very disgusting. But uh, I, I get I get your I get your drift on that. It's 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 a it's a complicated food. It very it can be d- divisive, right? Like you know. Oh yeah, put it in a cake. I'm I'm fine, but by itself, I don't want it. Yeah. I know you said you're not a breakfast person, but uh, do you prefer uh, bacon or, or sausage if if you were to have a breakfast, a nice big spread? Oh, I'm a hundred percent a sausage guy. I'm I'm not that big a a bacon guy either. I love bacon, epic bacon guy. No, I'm I'm not. Yeah, it's kind of uh, receded a little bit in the in the past couple of years. It seems it's it's gotten very trendy. It got very obnoxious with the kind of the marketing campaign. And everything right, so it was like um, sausage seems to be making a, a pretty big comeback lately. Like people are like, it's there's more, it's a, there's just more meat to it too, right? Like bacon is like this thin strip, often very dry because they've been made hours before you get your meal. Sometimes like they don't usually cook it fresh. But with the sausages, I think it it can it keeps that moisture around a bit more, which is nice. Yeah. A good a good patty. See, if I if calories and grease wasn't the thing, I my my go to would be like sausage and cheese on a on like a bagel or a or a muffin. Uh, what is it? Not a muffin, but you know what I'm talking about. Like like on a McMuffin. What do you call that? An English muffin. English muffin. Yeah. So that that was gonna be my next preference. Like uh, or next question was. Uh... Uh, your like toast preference? Do you like a rye or do you like a like a bagel or what? What are you going for there? Um, yeah, I I I can't stand rye. I hate. Rye. Is, is it minty? Is to you? Is there is there something? Is it like a cilantro thing? Right, I'm tasting soap. I don't know what is going on with rye. That mm, I... Minty. Well, yeah. I mean, there is that kind of. I get what you're saying though. There is that kind of like sourness, I guess, to it a little bit. Yeah, I I I can't stand it. Yeah, that's interesting. I I didn't real I, I never really thought about it up until now. Like I I do enjoy a nice piece of rye, but uh, I've got a nice piece of whole wheat toast here, which I I like. I like the ones with like the little like seeds and stuff on top of the bread. They get all crispy. Yeah, the multigrain stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I'm a sourdough guy. I give me anything sourdough. See, sourdough is sourdough is kind of similar to rye in a way, right? Like, I think it uses like a similar type of dough, but hmm. yeah, it's weird. I like love sourdough, can't stand rye, and they are pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. Wow, well, that's 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 fascinating. Do you like a juice in the? Do you like juice with your breakfast or when you do have it? You know? Uh, if I do, I would like I I could slam down a bunch of like OJ, no problem. OJ breakfast sandwich. That would that would be ideal. Like if I'm at a hotel, and I can get that. If they got the big like breakfast buffet, or whatever. Oh man, I'm I'm doing sausage. I'm doing grits. It's my cheesy grits. Yeah, that's OJ. one thing that that hasn't really caught on up here. People don't seem to like grits in Canada. It's very much an American. Uh, thing and most places do not serve it up here, which is interesting. It's like a you know cultural thing, right? It's like I think because uh, Canada has more of a, a closer tie with England, I guess, in, as far as certain cultural things go. It's kind of weird. There's certain things that were like passed down. Oh, what do you what do you eat? Like beans? 
Uh, we don't do the beans thing. We don't go that far. Like, unless you do go to a place that offers an English breakfast, um, there are not beans. How do you feel about the beans with breakfast debate? Because it's quite divisive. People seem to be very up in arms about it. I've never once had an English breakfast like that, but I got beans. But, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm, I would prefer just, like, eating, like, a lunch. You know, if I could eat, like, lunch for breakfast... Yeah, sure. Give me that. Why? Why not? Because I I don't like a normal breakfast food. So it's like, yeah, sure, beans. Why not? Well, it's savory, and it's kind of like it's usually a bean in tomato sauce. So it's like a baked, almost like a baked bean sort of situation. You also don't get very much of it. Usually with an English breakfast, there's like a little, like side dish of it, or like a little ramekin of beans that comes with it. So it's like separate it's not all like mixed up in there right so i like it i i enjoy it because i i'm a big fan of beans i really enjoy them a lot so i will occasionally throw some with my breakfast but uh yeah it's good stuff uh do you have uh cereal preferences do you like uh do you, do you dip your toe in the old cereal bowl um i don't really eat cereal either i'm not a big cereal guy when i did my go-to as a kid was uh, the, the chocolate Rice Krispies on oh, cereal. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. I mean, that's just all sugar. I, there's no way I could eat that now, but... Yeah, you know, I find myself eating more cereal in the evening now, like as a little kind of... Like, if I get a little bit hungry after dinner, I'll have, like, a nice little bowl of, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Something sweet again, right? Like, it's more yeah. of, like, the sweeter sort of sugar, sugary cereals, but it's more of, like, a treat now, so. Do you, yeah, I find that if, if I do sweets, it's got to be, like, like, like a hearty sweet. Mm, uh, mm. I, I understand that completely. Like, like, it'll be, like, a nice, what do you call it, a honey bun or something like that, or... Something like that's substantial. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, you usually keep like milk around in your house, or do you, you're a big milk drinker? Uh, I don't think I've like had even just like a regular glass of dairy milk in years. I know it's bad for the. I normally do uh, almond milk, and I know it's not good. Everything seems to be bad for the environment. The almond milk as well. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like I can't. You just can't win these days, you know. No matter how woke and hip you try to be, there's just no winning. So you might <laughs> yeah. as well just uh, go out and buy a giant jug of milk and have some fun, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, I can't eat. I, I, I did this debate on milk. Hmm. In, in in eighth grade, I was against. I was on the anti-milk side, so I had to do do some milk research, and uh, the stuff in milk disgusts me. There's a lot of uh, weird stuff that they pump into the cows, and weird processes that they use to uh, to get rid of some of the bacteria and stuff like that. The pasteurization and stuff like that. So yeah, and 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 plus cells. Ooh, yeah, that's not good. But uh, we got this ultra-filtered milk up here in, in Canada. I think you probably have it down there, too. But um, it's I stopped drinking milk for a, whole, a couple of years, and then I tried some of this ultra-filtered stuff, and man, 
tastes amazing. It's like two steps, uh, like at least two steps above, like quote unquote, like regular milk, right? I, I don't know what it is, but it just tastes better. Like they they got me back on board. It was it was wild. I was very surprised. <laughs> they want what is is it like like how they filter vodka? Do they put it through like a charcoal filter? I don't know exactly how it's made. Maybe I'll put up a, a little bit of information uh, with the episode about the uh, the ultra the ultra filtered. I would imagine they just, like you said, yeah, they probably just run it through some kind of more expensive filters than they would regular regularly use or something like that. But I'll look it up and we'll find out. Yeah, now now you, now you got me curious, but I still don't think that would win me over. I just am not a big. I, I just can't imagine drinking just like a glass of milk. Oh, I can I can hear Jeff. He's getting so mad right now. <laughs> well, he's from Wisconsin. There, I mean that's that's sacred. I mean that's that's a sacred cow's milk is is like like the Hindus. Yeah, exactly. If they if they find out that that Jeff is bad mouthing milk, they'll like expel him from the state. Uh, speaking of punishment, uh, you know, occasionally we all imbibe a little bit too much on a Saturday night, have a couple too many drinks. Do you have like a, a go-to like hangover cure or, or, or anything like that? Like a morning kind of go-to thing? <laughs> if I'm hungover, I, I do this little ritual, um, where I'll go and grab, uh, a Gatorade, obviously, you know, so like a red Gatorade or a yellow Gatorade. Um, Red or yellow, okay. Not going for the orange, no? No, yeah. No, orange. That's the worst flavor. All right. Agree to disagree. (laughs) Um, I'll grab a big uh, Coca-Cola. And then I'll I'll, I'll get a big thing of water. And uh, I'll just kind of mix, like, I'll just kind of down all those in succession. And, you're, not, um, you're not you're not mixing them together in some kind of weird cocktail. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm usually doing the coke first, and then I'm down in the water, and then uh, I'm just kind of sipping on my Gatorade, and then after an hour or so, I'm usually feeling a lot better. Um, Interesting. So it's a liquid. Uh, it's a liquid go-to. That makes sense because you're usually dehydrated a bit, right? So yeah, yeah, and like my, my mouth is usually just tasting like dog shit. Even even if I brush my teeth. If, if I don't pass out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I usually avoid brushing my teeth when I'm hungover. There's something about the the gag reflex sort of thing, right? Like, Yeah, I don't want anything. I don't want to mess up the the chemical balance that's going on in my in my body. Exactly, exactly. Have you ever tr- uh, have you tried uh, waking? I don't know if you smoke very much weed, but have you tried waking bake for uh, hangover cure? It's pretty works pretty well. Uh, I don't ever, I mean, I smoke once a year, if that, so I, I, if I did, when I usually, when I used to smoke, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't really drink very much when I smoked, so, yeah, it's usually, I'm just doing that, if, if I do drink, if I'm trying to do a drink hangover cure, I like to go the, the Bloody Mary, the standard breath. If I use any kind of drug to counteract it. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Uh, have you uh, uh, have you ever tried a Caesar before? Do, do they do Caesars in Chicago? Uh, I don't know what a Caesar is. It's basically a Bloody Mary, but they put a little bit of clam juice in the tomato juice that you use in the cocktail. 
and it's usually a little bit spicier, but it's just got this hint of like not seafood, but like just kind of like salt water almost because there's not really much to clams really. They're just you know it's just clam juice, right? So it's it's minced up clams, but um, it's very tasty. Yeah, it's a good uh, it's good and extra shot of vodka, right? So. See, I'm I'm a sucker for the spiciest Bloody Mary that you can make me. I'm in I'm in heaven. I love that. No, it's it's good stuff. It's it's definitely a go-to uh, hangover cure. You get that salt, you get the uh, alcohol, so you get a little bit of hair of the dog. Uh, you get a nice little piece of celery in there too, right? That's great. Yeah, uh, um, you, you, you know, nothing is, is better than um, a skewer. Oh um, yeah, yeah, with the pickle or something on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm absolute. I'm an absolute fiend for Bloody Mary skewers. Just the whole, the whole product. I just, I love. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic uh, drink. You know the etymology behind the word cocktail? Uh, I don't. Uh, apparently, most cocktails were enjoyed in the morning. So, cocktail, the crow of the. Uh, of the of the male chicken when you wake up in the morning, so interesting. That's the background to that word, so kind of interesting. Yeah, interesting. Nice bollock. Hey, which plays in with the name of this show, Morningwood, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like a good uh, sex pun. It's not said it doesn't have to be sex related. I guess you just it's just a. Uh... Something you 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 can't help happening in the morning. It's true. It's true. Involuntary reaction. We gotta get uh, we gotta get that deboner pill going on, out on the market there. You <laughs> know? Yeah. There's some guys that just they can't you know uh, they lose control. So we need to get something to kind of get them in line or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'll I'll talk to the I'll talk to the uh, to the to the Buzzcast team and see what they think about it. Maybe we can get it and pass it on to the research and development department. I would never touch any medicine made by the Buzzcast crew. What are you talking about? I would absolutely. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. We've got products coming out in the market next quarter. It's going to be fantastic. I, if you're listening to this, please do not take anything from the Buzzcast people. Do not trust that at all. We've got the hold up the four pill that uh, makes your makes your penis four inches long. So... It's uh, whether that's shorter or longer. It's just that's what it does. Is it just evens it out, right? Jesus Christ! Now is that is that soft or hard? Uh, that is hard. Yeah. Oh, that is not a good. That's not a good. It's about it's about equalizing the playing field, right? Like we all know that four inches is the is the largest that a man's member should get, but there are people out there that have kind of gamed the system a little bit whether it's through, like, weird circumcision procedures or whatever, right? Like, there's just there's people that are that are cheating, and we need to make it so it's an even playing field. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it, uh, you were saying you were doing a 9-to-5. Does your weekend routine vary? Do you get up? You said you do enjoy sleeping in, which I think a lot of people do on the weekends. Yeah, I don't have a family or anything like that, or any obligations. Yeah, yeah, that helps. That yeah. helps. Then you um, can basically do whatever you want and get up at whatever time you want, which is wonderful. 
yeah. So like today I got up around nine and I was like, no. And then I got up around noon. And then uh, you know. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm drinking my energy drinks right right now to wake up. I gotta work on some stuff and um I'm just kinda watching football throughout the day and, and that's kind of a nice day. I just like wake up whenever, do nothing, and then that's another day in my life done. Oh, that's fantastic. Another nail in the coffin. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting because uh, Walt Disney once said, uh, the way to start your morning is to quit talking and begin doing. Unless you're Jewish or Irish, then just stay home. Uh, so that's an interesting quote from Walt Disney. So He said think... that, that second part? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think mornings can determine, like, the rest of the day? Like, if you have a good, if you start off on a good morning, that may affect, like, the, the, the rest of your day? Like, kind of like a, uh, like a manifest destiny sort of thing, right? Like... I assume productive people have great mornings, like a great morning routine that they stick to and help become productive, but I've, I've never been able to live that life. Something, something weird about that type of repetition, though, right? Like, I, I've always found it strange that people, like, have this very strict routine, right? Like, I like to be a little bit more flexible with the routine, like yourself, obviously, um, because then it just makes the, the days feel less repetitive, like, most of our jobs are fairly repetitive, so why would you want to be repetitive with things that you're, you know, that you have more choice in doing, right? Like, so, it's a little bit, it's interesting. Some people need a bit more structure. I get it. Everybody's different. But, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's fascinating to the, the wide scope of different, uh, uh, different methods people have for, for waking up in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I've never been productive. So I, so maybe I, what I'm doing is wrong. Maybe they, they have it right. <laughs> oh, that's possible. I, I, I don't know if there's any way to prove it, who's wrong and who's right here, because everyone's got their own approach to uh, different things. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, you so, know, uh, Ann Coulter yeah. wakes up at like 1 p.m. Interesting. I've heard that uh, Penelope Cruz also has like a similar weird sleep schedule where she sleeps like 12 hours a day or some weirdness. And I was like, that's that's wild. Like, hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of successful people, um, if you get when you when you when your job isn't punching into like a nine to five or like something where you tend to be at work at a certain time, I think most hmm. successful people choose to sleep in. And I think there's something to that. Interesting, interesting. We're gonna have to look at the uh, look at the charts, look at the polls, see what uh, see what see what the information says. Well, you know, I think that might be all the time we have for on this episode of Morningwood. Uh, we'd like to thank the entire Buzzcast team, everybody there. Don't and, take their medicine. Uh, <laughs> don't listen to Chris. Everything's fine. We're FDA approved, patent pending. It's all good. Yeah, don't trust uh, the FDA. Oh boy, now we're getting a whole other bag of worms. Uh, we'd like to get, you know, we'd like to thank our, uh, also our sole sponsor this week is uh, Metamucil Black. Uh, try Metamucil Black today. It's the only powdered dietary supplement containing bone char, which is an animal-derived natural charcoal, which is guaranteed to keep you as fresh as a daisy all day long. Oh, you know, that's the end of our first episode. We'd like to thank everybody for listening, and uh, 
you know, have a wonderful morning, an excellent day, and a fantastic tomorrow. This was a Buzzcast Network production. Wow.